Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. Support comes from Big Y, world-class market, celebrating 80 years of service to New England families. Big Y's commitment includes support of WNPR and the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Faith here with a welcome toast. If you like to eat, drink, and be merry, you're in the right place. It was Irma Bombeck who said, I come from a home where gravy is a beverage. Please feel free to consume this podcast in one bite, two bites, or oops, I ate the whole thing. It is great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, the place to have a good time. We have coming up, we are doing, celebrating the best of weekend brunch on this show. Think about this. The weeks are pretty hair-raising. It's just the way life is. It is so wonderful to have something to look forward to. It might be having people over. It might be you with your partner or just for yourself. Brunch, it can be so exciting on the weekend. So we're going to talk to you about that. Imagine, we're going to say, here's how to make orange pecan French toast. A tomato, this recipe that I'm about to say is so crazy delicious. Tomato spinach Parmesan baked eggs, your own home fries, quinoa chocolate cupcakes, and something I invented last week, a Greek salad omelet with blistered tomatoes and chopped avocado. Wow, do we have fun coming your way. I am with my treasured food buddies, senior contributors, Chris Prosperi, Alex Province, and our bartender, chief cocktail contributor, Anthony Desario. Later on, we have the author, a special guest, Lori McNamara, author of Simply Scratch. Everything you hear about on this show is at our website, foodschmooze.org. Hey, everybody. Hey, Isn't this fun? (laughs) So, brunch. Is this one? Most people go out for brunch, but I think this is one of the greatest ways to entertain. What do you think? Oh, my God. I love brunch. Everything from the start, like a good Bloody Mary. And having people over for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It's it's that cross between breakfast and lunch. Non-committal, hence brunch. Yeah. Yeah. Non-committal. You can do anything. (laughs) And you can do anything. I think that's the cool thing. And you can drink. And you can drink. Because breakfast, there's no drinking involved. You can do alcohol or non-alcohol. Seriously. A little hair of the dog from the night before. You can whip out your hot chocolate that has no alcohol in it. You can do these beautiful flavored seltzer drinks or if you're someone who likes alcohol, there are so many cocktails and Anthony DeSerio has got orange juice. We have, yes, we have coming to you, thanks to Anthony, the best raspberry, Kia Royale, because in it, there is the world's best raspberry liqueur. He has found that for us. It is nothing but raspberries right off the tree and brandy. And it is unbelievable. It's so wow. intense. You feel like nice. you dipped your hands into a barrel of fresh raspberries and put them in your mouth and then sipped Prosecco. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to get to all of this. What are some of your brunch favorites? What do you like? Waffles. French toast. Ooh. 
I like uh, smoked salmon. Oh yeah, bagels. Yes, yeah, bagels. Okay, mm, my my right? favorite is this recipe that we're going to be getting okay. to. I would have named something else until Chris <laughs> yeah. made this Spl- dish from the cookbook, and I oh yeah, this one out yeah, that's the baked eggs. Up. Yeah, the baked eggs. People have had baked eggs before. This has garlic in them. That's our new favorite. It's so (laughs) crazy, wildly delicious that we're going to read. When it comes to be Mother's Day and you're looking for something (laughs) to make for someone, if you have birthdays coming up, ta-da, you you want to make this for someone special. This is the go-to brunch recipe. I'm telling you right now, and it's on our website, foodschmooze.org. Anthony, I want to go right to your cocktail in just a second. In fact, let's do it right now. You know how people get handed a cocktail when oh, they yeah, walk in the door. Start off right. Should know, we start? It's... Okay, Anthony. I call this Anthony's Raspberry Kier Royale, which is a sparkling wine with a little fruit-based liqueur in the bottom. Yep. There's tradition in many cultures for this drink. This one is so special because you discovered the world's best raspberry liqueur. Yeah, I found this from a friend of mine who sent it to me uh, out in California, who's uh, one of the head people over at St. George Spirits, who have a tremendous line of liqueurs. And this is their raspberry liqueur, which is just raspberry brandy and fresh raspberry juice. Why is it tremendous? Everything they do is all fresh, all natural. There's no additives or preservatives. I mean, they make the best vodkas, the best brandies that I've ever had. We've used one on the show before with Spice Pear about a year ago. Oh, those people. Um, Yeah, so it's a very small batch. It's really like one of the first artisanal distilleries. I love Uh, the bottle. There's not an easier cocktail on the planet. You just pour in a little raspberry liqueur and then the Prosecco on top of it. He's going to make it for us right now. While you're making it, Anthony, I want to make some comments about this liqueur, which is available in our broadcast region. Absolutely. You really only want to use a little bit of this because it is extremely flavorful with the raspberry. You can easily overpower the drink. So I'm only going to do about a half an ounce. So he's putting it in the glass right now. A half an ounce. You would think, oh, I need a lot. It is so intense and dark it is. Flavor. It's it's like black. Yeah. It looks like blood. It's amazing. <laughs> it, it does look like it. Please make me a drink. <laughs> it's and then we have our, our favorite trick with the, the bar spoon going into the champagne flute. So the bar spoon has a twizzly top on it. And Anthony, oh. he's pouring the sparkling wine, the Prosecco, down the handle of the spoon with the spoon tip sitting in the bottom of the glass. And it look keeps the glass from foaming over. You know how that happens to all of us? And it's going right into the glass. You have to be patient. You have to not have a shaky hand. And there you go. You've got this beautiful pink blazing drink. Wow. Intense looking. And let me just have a sip of this. When you sip this, it is like eating a spoonful of raspberries. Oh, it's yep. so natural, Garnish so intense. Cheers. And it's cheers. And you know, it, cheers. It works great with Prosecco. Mm. And I always like, and speaking of brunch, I like to use Prosecco at brunch because it's less expensive, number one. And two, it's got all those flavors that you're looking for. It's, it's clean. Not, and fruity. It's clean. It's fruity. You have the white peach and you have the melon flavors. Good effervescence. And, and it goes with everything you like. You want to put pineapple juice, orange juice. There's so no much you can do at brunch with either champagnes or Proseccos. It's just a matter of what you like to have out there. And if you want to, you can use like fresh juices and just like you said earlier, Faith, just some sparkling sodas if you don't want to do something alcoholic at brunch. This is the easiest cocktail on earth, number one. Number two it's delicious, as Anthony says, goes with so many foods. Number three, we have this posted right now at our website, foodschmooze.org. Again, if for Mother's Day, which is coming, if you are looking for a special cocktail, this is the go-to one. For any yep. brunch, having people over, 
just terrific. I think this is also a forgotten cocktail, too, for mornings. You know, everybody likes a Kier, which is white wine, and creme de cassis, which is a, a black currant liqueur. Or the Kier Royale, I usually serve a lot at night at the bar. But, you know, I never really have somebody think of it as a breakfast cocktail. It, I don't know. Kier's always been my cocktail. Has it? I don't know what it is about it. It's light. It gets your hunger going, right? Yeah, James it's Bondy. Parody. Yeah, it's very very, chic. Yeah, very It's chic. very cool to say if you're at a bar I'll having brunch, right? Or a, Can I have a cure? Yeah, I'll take a cure royale. I throw right? a, a few uh, blueberries into that oh, or maybe yeah. a raspberry yeah. sure. to garnish. You know, Faith, I was thinking if you don't drink – you could use sparkling soda water and fresh pomegranate juice or something Absolutely. and make yeah. it look yeah. elegant, and this way you don't feel left out. Or if the kids like are there, that. right? Yeah. Or if the kids are there, too, and they want to have yeah. something, you make them the I same like thing. With, Very yeah, good. Especially using the pomegranate the juice instead of grenadine with all that sugar in it. So mm-hmm. you have something nice and fresh and antioxidant. I, Anthony, would pomegranate molasses work? That has a kind of sweet-sour effect. Mm-hmm. I don't like drinks that are particularly sweet. So when I do a Kia Royale, I do just a whisper of whatever the sweet-based liqueur is in the bottom of the glass. I, I can mean, see that working. I would yeah. just say it depends on the sparkling wine that you're using to pair it with. Like I would definitely go more on the French side yeah. or the Spanish side where you get that more biscuit and that toasty little flavors in oh, there to go see? with the more. Yeah, the cava. That's why yeah exactly, like the cava. And require a little more mixing because it's viscous. Right? Yes. It has some thickness. Not if you it. use your bar spoon. Not if you use your That's bar spoon. Nice. That's nice. You're right, Chris. Okay, well, see, this is fun. This is how cocktails are made. See how that works? Well, thank you so much. You can find the recipe again at foochmoose.org. We're going to get to the um, brunch pizza, the orange pecan French toast, the best ever quinoa chocolate cupcakes. Mm. How about that? Oh, yeah. And especially the baked spinach Parmesan eggs. I can't wait The for best that one. baked eggs in little ramekins I've ever had in my life. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. We'll talk about home fries, everything coming your way. So I was experimenting for this show and uh-huh. thought, I want to just try something I've never tried before. Are, are you Greek salad fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Mm. Whenever I see it on a menu, it's what I go for. It's just like the olives, yeah, feta. Yeah, yeah. I just like I just heard feta olives, creamy and salty. Oh yeah. So that flavor profile is what appeals Uh to all the salads. Where are we going? (laughs) Well, no, I I just thought, can I make a Greek salad omelet somehow? And so here's what I did, and we've got this recipe up too at foodschmooze.org. I blistered some cherry tomatoes. I'll tell you how to Mm. do that. I chopped up a fresh avocado and set that aside too. So we've got a bowl of blistered tomatoes that have been heated in olive oil and a little bit of garlic and salt and pepper Mm. in the oven. Set them aside. Takes, you know, half an hour to do those. You just walk away and come back and check them. And so we've got a bowl of that over there and I've got the fresh avocado, a little squeeze of lemon juice on top of that sitting aside. I thought, how do I start with this omelet? To make it into a Greek salad, I thought what I want to do is saute my salad greens in olive oil. Uh, So I just chopped up the salad greens. Now, in this case, not traditional Greek, I used a combination of arugula and romaine. In a lot of Greek restaurants, you would see iceberg that's chopped up. It doesn't matter what your favorite greens are. Use any combination or one green that you want. So in a big pan? Just a saute pan on top of the stove, good olive oil and extra virgin meaning, and then chopped up lettuce. I heat the olive oil, put in the chopped up lettuce, and saute it until it wilts and starts to get a little bit brown. And while that's browning, I did the traditional thing with the eggs. I chopped up some Kalamata olives there in the Mm. salad. 
I put in some chopped scallions. They would usually do red onion, but I thought just slightly more delicate. And crumbled in the feta cheese yeah. with the oh, eggs in go. a bowl. Nice. Yeah. And whipped it up. Okay, wow. so this was for four. Yeah. Whipped it up. My lettuce is sautéing. It started to be brown. So this is like sautéing escarole or spinach yeah. or any yeah. green. Lettuce works this way. Stir it up, stir it up. I get the nice lightness into the eggs and then pour it on top of the lettuce. Nice. Then oh, I put okay. a lid on the pan so that it, the top starts to cook while the bottom is starting yeah. to cook. Yeah, it's like a frittata. Now, Great. look, if yeah. you're nervous about, <laughs> like, I made it a second time, and I kind of screwed up the omelet. It started to kind of fall apart when I tried to flip it over. And I thought, I don't have to care about this. Nope. So right. I just took my spatula, and I started making it into a scrambled scramble. egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I serve care? it with a spoon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you, you don't even have to. Just put a spoon, put in, a spoon it in it, and it, yeah. you take yeah. the big spoon, you take your portion out put before anyone sees it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't perfect. Right. It's always tastes good. Now, yeah. I have to say, it's really, if you like those Greek salad flavors, it yeah. was... It's a great breakfast. Yeah. And so, healthy. Yeah. No, no carbs, really right? So with each serving, I divided it on four plates. I put the lemon-dressed fresh avocado nice. and the blistered oh, wow. cherry oh, right, tomatoes. Right, right, yeah. On top of each serving of eggs, and off it went to people's plates, and it seemed to go over pretty well. So you um, can almost do a crouton. You could actually, if (laughs) If you you wanted to. Yeah. Or I was thinking, actually, I would toast some nuts, maybe some pine nuts. nuts. Throw them on top with your your tomatoes. Yep. So that's the Greek salad omelet. We have that posted at foodschmooze.org. Uh, brunch pizza. How easy is this, Chris? Store-bought oh, pizza dough, completely totally allowed. Or, or even pita bread, right? Or any oh, yeah. kind of already baked Or an English off. muffin. Or an English sure. muffin. Or French bread. You cut oh, that there you go. Half, a little half a baguette. Yeah. And, and then the toppings are just the way you want it. We have a recipe posted that uh, originally comes from the Cooking Channel, which I think is a good recipe because it's easy to put together. You buy a jar of your favorite pizza sauce. Of course, you could make your own. You're getting some pizza dough. You could add chopped tomatoes to mm-hmm. freshen, freshen up the jarred mm-hmm. sauce, which I love. Grated mozzarella and pecorino and pieces of prosciutto in this recipe, oh, but you, you can make it vegetarian if you uh, want. Black olives? Not in this recipe, but again, Alex. Make it yours. And yeah. make it yours, right? All right. Uh, fresh basil leaves, yep. another fresh item that makes this seem and taste very fresh. All right, I got one. My favorite brunch pizza or breakfast pizza, I take an already made pizza dough, but not an already made pizza dough that you have to bake. Like the, like the boboli or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. the boboli or just some pita bread or lavash, whatever you want. And then I take softened yeah. cream cheese and I smooth it on top. Yeah. And then I add cooked bacon and then I scramble egg. And I put that on top. And then I just sprinkle some Parmesan cheese. You can put red pepper flakes. You can put red onion, whatever you want. And then it goes in the oven. So it's like a white breakfast. You could do that on a bagel. You could totally do that on. You could take a bagel and slice like three or four slices across the middle so they're thinner. Yeah, Yeah, so they're like bagel chippy kind of things. And then do that. I'm thinking like a margarita pizza with like a margarita pizza with egg. Ooh. What's the role of the cream cheese here? I've never thought about It's the white sauce. Yeah. For because you know pizza. when you melt, when you heat up cream cheese, it, it sort of oh, liquefies yeah. like a sauce. No, I don't. That's oh my the God. thing. That's it's new to one. me. Yeah, that's a good one. Huh. And then if you want to take it to more the lunch side, this is my favorite pizza on the planet. And it's a red sauce on a pizza dough. And then you take fresh arugula 
put it on top, prosciutto, and then you take a poached egg. Yeah, yeah. And you put a couple poached eggs on top, My and then favorite. everyone gets a poached egg on top of the greens that's yeah. on the pizza. And eat it with a knife and fork. And yeah. Oh my! You cut the yolk. And yeah, it just and it runs, just runs right into oh, the pizza. Like that is like that's pizza at brunch oh, pizza oh, yeah. on steroids. What is yeah. that dish that is Middle Eastern shakshuka? Is oh, that the right, name right, of it? Right. It's that same thing with the eggs broken into a tomato sauce, mm, into yeah. a beautiful like in tomato Spain sauce. Too. Yeah. It's, right, exactly. And, and that brings it to one of my my favorite brunch items that I got from you, and that's the Spanish one where you cook the eggs in, in the, the tomato. tomato sauce. Oh. I've never had that. I've never heard of it until here, and now I do it all the time. It's good. And yeah. just I use canned tomatoes or jarred tomato yeah, sauce. I don't so even make good. tomato sauce. So put good. tomato sauce in a bowl or in a pot. Make a little well. Make a little well. Put egg your egg in, in it and just. But yeah. doesn't oh the tomato sauce need a little help with garlic? Yeah, in I it? put chili pepper flakes and okay. I sprinkle Olive parmesan oil. cheese. Like I said, make it your own. Can we come back to your flatbread or bobbly or whatever you? Your pizza, whatever you're putting this thing on, mm-hmm. Chris, that you made where you smear it with cream cheese mm-hmm. and then you start adding things. It strikes me that you could do smoked salmon yeah. and red sure. onion and mm-hmm. suddenly heat the bottom and then add your fresh salmon and stuff uh, and onion before it goes in. Then add the fresh salmon at the end or yeah. would you put it in the no, oven? No, I do exactly what you say when I do smoked salmon. And that one I do on a pita. I just take the pita, put the cream cheese on top, and I put it in the oven just like that to melt the cream cheese and toast the pita. And then when it comes out, I layer the smoked salmon, red onion, capers, and yes. chives, and then cut it into wedges. And we do that for that dinners. Is yeah. best As a pasta hors d'oeuvre kind of thing, it's it almost sounds like a make-your-own brunch pizza buffet, you know. Oh, just, that's just, a just good put, idea. Just like put like all these, like you know, get your basic bases going and get the pita nice and warm, and then just have all those toppings available out there. I'm thinking kind of make bacon your own. pizza. Oh, I'm bacon all over bacon, bacon pizza. breakfast oh, yeah. pizza. Oh, we're on the when, same page. What would when, you add? Fried egg. When Matt makes pizza, he always takes bacon fat and rubs the outer crust, and then sprinkles sea salt oh. on the outer crust. Oh. So each bite, when you get to the end, instead uh-huh. of giving it to you know oh. your dog, you yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> the best like part. that's like the part you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> How about taking it to Mexico? What's that and- pizza? Wait a minute. What's <laughs> that pizza company that's advertising on television? I just fall out of my chair when it comes on. It says, "Look, hors d'oeuvres and pizza all in one," and then the end where the crust oh, normally. The, that's Pizza Hut with the stuffed crust. Bowling balls. The stuffed crust. And people pull them off yeah. and start yeah. eating yeah. bread balls. And then they, I just think, Filled what? with cheese. Yeah, or all kinds Comes of stuff Comes with a defibrillator. Yeah. Comes with a cardiologist. <laughs> <laughs> so how about taking to Mexico like a burrito? A bacon oh, egg enchilada, oh, yeah. or a bacon, or Huevos a bacon. Rancheros. Okay, yeah. how Huevos, would you yeah. tell me oh, how you do gosh. it, Chris? If I would do a burrito, I would do black beans, yep, fried eggs, chopped tomato, cilantro, right? cilantro, and then cheese, and I would put that on the tortilla, yeah, roll it, in there. and then bake it in the oven. Mm. Oh, a little lime juice. Yeah, sure. I am brunch crazy at this Oof. moment. Yeah. I cannot wait. And you know what? We are at the point now where you have got to hear about the recipe that has blown us away. Chris made it for us from this book. Lori McNamara joins us next. She is author of Simply Scratch. These are homemade recipes from scratch, but made easy. This recipe, tomato spinach parmesan baked eggs with garlic, is so unbelievable. We just finished it. Served in little ramekins. Mm -hmm. Chris Mm -hmm. whipped this up for us. It's on our website with information about the book. Don't go away. This is the best recipe of the show (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. I want more. (laughs) I could have eaten a hundred of these. Okay. 
More mouth-watering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. I hope you will make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry. We're online now at foodschmooze.org, and we'll be right back. Okay, hope that first bite of the food schmooze felt like a hot biscuit with butter coming your way. Feel free to tell your food-loving friends worldwide they can enjoy the show and our online site at foodschmooze.org. Here's your second bite. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Beans. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. Beans. I'll be ready. We have a free podcast for you, meaning you won't miss a drop of pleasure. Here's what you do. You just sign up for it once at our site, and we automatically send you our show every week so you can listen on your schedule. That's the way we're all doing it these days, huh? Also discover our delicious curated food, wine, events, cocktail recommendations, I love talking with you, so do my buddies, and we hope you'll stop by often online and say hi to us. We are always online at foodschmooze.org. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, wine broker Alex Province of Hartford, and our chief cocktail contributor, Anthony Desario, who lives in Brantford, and our senior producer is Robin Doyen Aiken. Okay, we have a special guest. Lori McNamara is our guest. Her cookbook is called Simply Scratch. These are wholesome, homemade recipes made easy. We're continuing with our brunch theme because she has many recipes in her cookbook that are so perfect for brunch. And I want to start with Chris Brasberry because I asked him to make one of these recipes we just oh ate it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's the best baked eggs of my life. Uh, this woman has that. nailed a recipe yep. so amazing. We're going to talk to her in a second. Look, it, I know coming up, we're going to get to Mother's Day. If somebody wants to make a mother or Father's Day after that, then make a father. <laughs> this is the best recipe, tomato, spinach, and Parmesan baked eggs, Chris. Okay, let me just say one thing. When you handed me the recipe and I was like, oh, okay, I wasn't very excited because I've made this a hundred times. But what I didn't realize- In the restaurant, you mean? Or? Just for myself, so, it's just okay. a classic combination. I've done it in omelets and stuff, but what I didn't realize is the two littlest things that she does in this recipe that I've never done before in combination make this one of the best baked eggs I've ever had. I want to say that this recipe, I'm so proud to have this online yeah. Yeah. 
It's so crazy delicious. And beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, it and, it's amazing. and there too. and there's a couple things that she did that really knock it over the top, I think. Foodschmooze.org. So, I forgot yeah. to say that. Go ahead. Um, it's very simple. You make these in little ramekins or crocs. Yeah. Spray the little crock with the olive oil mister or some pan spray or whatever. And then a couple steps. The first thing is you mix Parmesan cheese, chopped parsley, and some chopped thyme together in a bowl, and you set it aside. And this is uh, fresh, right? Yeah, fresh yeah and it's going to be a topping. It's better right? that way. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, and like it's a gonna crumble. Be a, yeah, it's going to be okay. a crumble topping on top in mm-hmm. the end. So the next thing you do is take butter and melt it in a pan with one chopped up clove of garlic. You're not going to fry it. You just sort of cook it a little bit to soften the garlic. Flavors the oil. Yeah, fla- okay, butter. Yeah. Butter. butter. Flavors butter. the butter. Yep. And it really just makes it a little softer. And then you pour that over the spinach, the cherry tomatoes, mm. and the pepper flakes. So it kind of wilts it a little bit, not a lot, mm. just and some you salt and pepper. over the fresh spinach. Yeah. So in a bowl, you have fresh spinach. You have half cherry tomatoes, red pepper flake, and, you just, and a little spice. salt and pepper toss that all together. Then you take your ramekins and you put that in that mixture. You divide it up into four of those crocs. Ramekins, yeah. Yeah. Then that goes in a preheated oven. When do the eggs go in? Well, we have to wait. So it goes in a preheated oven, 375, for 10 minutes. So you get that cooking. Uh So you're baking all that mixture. Yeah, so you start that. Again, I thought, what the heck is that? But I'm telling you, she's. So the I can't are wait to talk to her. And yeah, and it's sort of getting ready to have the. Oh. So you have room temperature eggs, and boom, ten minutes. You take it out of the oven carefully, and you crack the eggs into a little cup or whatever, and then you gently pour them over mm. the top of these. And then you take your topping, sprinkle that on top, oh. and then it goes back in the oven for how long? 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever doneness you like. I did a little, not runny runny, because Yours I don't like my perfect. eggs runny. No, that was I just like oh. a little, like you can spread yeah. them. Yes. So they're not crumbly, but you can. They're like still peanut butter. like yeah, peanut like butter, that, like the consistency. Yeah, there's of like the creaminess of that yolk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Oh and my again, God. that combination of that warmed garlic and butter and the chili pepper flake, that amount, which I wouldn't have done because I thought it was going to be too much. But boy, it, but it, yeah. that amazing just, thing about the measurements yeah. that she's got here, and with, yeah. especially with those chili flakes, yeah. is that. All of a sudden, I looked up at you at the table (laughs) a few minutes ago, and I said, there's a feeling of heat, but there's nothing hot in here. What is that? Because I forgot. You know, this is a week ago. I gave you this recipe. I forgot what was in it. And you said a little whisper of chili flakes. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Just enough. And and you know what? Chris, thank you. You said it, too, at the the table. I would never, and I'm with you 100%, I would never have put garlic in this. I've never put garlic and in And if I did, eggs. I probably would cook the garlic too much, like saute the garlic. But the way she softens it, mm. it just permeates. It sweetens it. Yeah, it is, sweetens and permeates you know the whole dish. This, I, after we got done, yeah, I looked at this, this recipe. Anybody can make this. Oh, God. You know, if you're doing this, we are going to rerun this when it comes to Mother's Day yeah. and Father's Day. Because yeah. seriously, I will make this over yeah. and over. And I, before we go on, I just want to – and I want to tell her this too, that it, I actually made this last night. I cooked the eggs till the whites had just set and then I took them out of the oven and I threw them in my refrigerator. So boom, I put them in the car this morning, drove them down here and then reheated them to that doneness in the, our little oven here. Wow. So this is something you could do the night before wow. and then just so reheat in the morning. For, uh, that's even great for a brunch if you're getting yeah. ready for the next day. Yeah, Totally. And can I tell you that this is a gluten-free recipe? Yeah. 
for people who yeah. care about yeah, this no kind of thing. There's not. Anything. No, I mean, you certainly could serve it with toast. We had on the table regular bread, and we had gluten-free crackers, yeah. and it was nice to have a little bit of crunch. Okay, the tomato, spinach, and Parmesan baked eggs at our website with a description of the book Simply Scratch that it's from. And now we have on the Food Schmooze the author of these great recipes, Lori McNamara. Welcome to the Food Schmooze party, Lori. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> so, listen, this is a treat. You can hear us raving about what you did. How did you come up with this recipe? I've always been obsessed with baking eggs because you don't have to fry it in oil. I agree, it has to be spreadable, not completely hardened. Perfect for swiping on toast. The combination, like it's a classic tomato spinach, and I know my family will eat it. So that was another reason why I wanted this recipe in the book, because I think those flavors a lot of people like. You know, I tested it a few times. I couldn't get the perfect doneness, but I was happy to eat it every time I tested it. (laughs) So good. (laughs) It is so delicious. You've completely widened my vision, my world, by adding that just barely softened garlic. I've never had garlic yeah. in eggs before. It elevates it, it, right? It, it's it's the, best the best you'll ever have. I have ever yeah. had. That is so good to hear. <laughs> oh, so um, tell us about your philosophy. Well, I grew up watching my mom cook. She was a stay-at-home mom. She had four girls. I was the youngest, and I would always be the one pulled up to the counter watching her. And I didn't realize that I was soaking it all in. As you grow up in your teen years, I kind of lost my roots there. I was busy hanging out with friends. And it wasn't until I had my own children that I realized that my mom did not pull brownie mix out of the cupboard or open a can of chili. It was always homemade. So I started off wanting to relearn and get to know those roots. So I want to cook from scratch. And at the time, I had small children, and I was working full-time, I didn't have time to spend all day like my mom did making a three-course meal. So I wanted to cook from scratch, but make it easy and accessible for anybody, whether they're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, an experienced cook, inexperienced cook. I love to cook recipes that don't take me all day. Now, there are recipes that take longer, but they're not super complicated. I just want to say I appreciate that wedge that you were occupying, you know, that space of earth, because... There are books out there that talk about making things from scratch, and we know that's healthier. There are not so many chemicals. And it seems more delicious to me. It's not that chemical engineering people can't make things delicious, or else why would we be eating Lay's potato chips? So, <laughs> but but um, it's just that they take so long. And I don't live in a world in my work life where I have that kind of time. And so I appreciate what you've done, which is to make these doable. You're not spending your life, and wow, they're, they're and you're really not, good. And it's not a lot of prep and cleanup and a lot like what you were saying about those recipes can be you go back to your kitchen you look like you cooked for 40 people and you only cooked for six because the recipes are so confident but recipes like this there was hardly any cleanup that's true we just you know dumped out our (laughs) (laughs) right it's a ramekin um you have one skillet to wash and some knives and forks although i would tell chris next time to make twice the amount that he made (laughs) um this is Lori mcnamara if you're just joining us her book is called simply scratch it's on her website, a description of it, and she's got 120 wholesome homemade recipes made easy. And I think that's the underlying part. That's the part we want in neon. I want to do something vegetarian here. I love polenta. You have a recipe for a vegetarian polenta skillet. You do a cheesy polenta, 
and then add in a little bit of zucchini and yellow squash and onion and pepper and a little bit of romesco sauce. We'll explain about that in just a minute. A little bit of cheese, some fresh basil, which when it's fresh adds a snap to things. Eggs are in here. This is protein forward for people who like to think about having protein with their vegetarian meal. Tell us about this. Yeah, I honestly just made this last week for my mom for her birthday. So it's very fresh in my mind. It's one of my favorite breakfasts. For the polenta, you can omit the cheese. It's very flexible that way. So you could have, like, take the cheese out if you think the recipe is too much cheese, which in my world, there's no such thing. But um, it's, <laughs> you, know, you use fresh vegetables, zucchini, yellow squash, red onion, bell pepper. So you have a beautiful color scheme going. And you just cook those so they're still a little firm but soften to where they're not raw tasting. And then tossing it in with the romesco sauce and piling that on top of the polenta that's been cubed and in the cast iron pan, kind of browning on the bottom, Mm. mixing up just a little bit. So you put the vegetables and the romesco sauce on top of that, some cheddar cheese under the broiler. It's really easy. And my mom, it was one of the recipes she did not test when she was helping me with this book, and she could not believe her taste buds. Oh. It's like she's never had romesco sauce before. It's uh, just like a woman who's cooked 40-plus years. Um, to be able to blow her away was a huge accomplishment. Let me explain for people who don't know romesco sauce. It's a wonderful condiment. It's uh, used in several European countries, the Spanish in particular. It's got almonds in it, and so tomatoes, olive oil, salt and pepper, garlic, usually pretty heavy on the garlic, and blanched almonds that you toast ahead of time. And that is a wonderful trick because it brings out this roasty feeling in the sauce that makes it have a dimension. Now, it does have bread in it, you know, sturdy bread. But for people who are gluten-free... Put cornbread in it. You could... Wow, well, that's a brilliant idea. And actually, I have a romesco recipe that has cornbread in it. Oh, and it wasn't good. even Wonderful. featured as gluten-free. It was just a great recipe mm. someone so, did yeah. with cornbread. This has a little red wine vinegar yeah. in it, and it has yeah, like just punch. a touch of chili powder. So you get that reference to heat again without knowing that there's anything hot in here. It gives it dimension. You know, it makes it complex. And make a double batch because I guarantee if you'll find a dozen other uses for it. Yeah. We, I like to swipe it on grilled bread yeah. or put yeah. it on steak. I mean, yeah. it's so versatile. Hmm. Or just on noodles. Yeah, just on a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Um, okay, so there is a roasted banana coffee cake in your book. I want to make sure I let people know. One of my favorite things is a tart of fresh tomatoes when we get into that season. Oh, so yeah. there is an heirloom tomato tart in here, and it has a kind of putanesca profile yeah. without the anchovies, you know, very Mediterranean profile. Let's do your lemon ginger scones. So I burst out laughing when I read your introduction to this recipe because you said you confessed that you ate a whole batch of the scones <laughs> in three days, just one after another. Um, sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. You're talking to the right people. Um, so a lot of people stay away from making scones. They buy them because they're a little bit afraid of making scones. So a scone has quite a list of suspects, I'll admit, heavy cream, but yeah. it's only a half cup, 
this makes eight scones. Oh, wow. so you're feeding eight people. So even or though you've got... Or one person in her case. Or, or Lori. <laughs> well, it wasn't in one day. It was like... Two, <laughs> I can do oh, it Oh, that's day. so forgivable. <laughs> so a um, couple eggs, lemon extract, vanilla extract. This does have flour in it, of course. Granulated sugar, baking powder, butter, candied ginger, grated lemon zest. So you've got a ginger lemon thing going on. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I love lemon and ginger. Yeah, you know, I put that in everything. Yeah, not a lot of people put the two together. They're so, <laughs> so good. And I love the lemon ginger. I'm trying to make anything lemon ginger <laughs> these days. Um, you do these buttermilk pancakes. And I think buttermilk anything is just terrific. You do the Lazy Weekend yeasted waffles. What is it about this particular recipe that's interesting in terms of the emphasis on the yeast? They are very light and fluffy because of the yeast. I've made regular waffles in like a pinch when my daughters are like, let's make waffles. And it's not the night before where I can have it set out on the counter. And they're a little more dense and chewy. Um, The yeasted waffles, they get a really nice crisp exterior. They're light and fluffy. And... I prefer yeast waffles over all waffles. Okay. So it doesn't seem like the right kind of brunch show if we don't do home fries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most people have a favorite home fry, whether it's a place you go Mm -hmm. or making them at home. I find that guys in particular, they like to make these. It's a signature Mm -hmm. thing. It's part of the contribution to the meal, and I adore that. So we're going to take a quick break, and then on the other side of this break, Lori, I'd like you to tell me what the key is to your home fries. Uh, We love the local, so please support your local food growers and food makers. And as you know, for an on-demand podcast delivery of the Food Schmooze Party every week and to find all of our food, wine, cocktail, restaurant, hot topic recommendations, our videos and stuff, we're always online talking with you at foodschmooze.org and on Facebook, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We'll be right back. have one more mouth-watering bite of the food schmooze coming up. Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR One. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. And once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier. Download the free app NPR One and start listening. Let's party on. More food schmooze. This is the Food Schmooze Party All right. Love it. <laughs> the richness of life coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, the Hamptons, of course. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Alex Province, Christopher Prosperi, and Anthony DeSario. To hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3, if you're new, and Saturdays at noon. And we have podcasts and our curated recommendations. If you're a frequent listener, you know that. It's at foodschmooze.org. 
O-R-G. You can talk with us on Facebook, too. Search Faith Middleton Fuchmoos. We have something to talk to you about on Facebook. I think you're going to find really interesting. Okay, we're going to conclude with Lori McNamara, author of Simply Scratch. These are the wholesome homemade recipes made easy, and that's the slice of life that she's cut out for her stuff. We're going to tell you how to do these breakfast home fries, russet potatoes with some yellow onion, all-purpose seasoning, garlic powder. Ooh, I love Mm. garlic powder. Cayenne pepper, black pepper, olive oil, and some fresh chives. Okay, Lori, tell us. Hit us with the recipe. What makes the best home fries in my book is to have one side has to be crispy. Mm. I like to divide the batch among two pans so the potatoes don't steam. They kind of crisp. And the trick to not having your potatoes stick to the pan is to let them sit for just a few minutes before you try flipping them. But with these simple ingredients, you know, you can make your own all-purpose seasoned salt, just the ground spices and the onion, and then the chopped chive kind of brightens it all up. This is my husband's favorite recipe. I make it probably (laughs) three times a month. They are really easy. Take five minutes to prep and toss and throw it into your oven, and in no time you have amazing home fries. Yes. (laughs) This is the part where I would say that I can kind of fail when I'm making home fries where they're not as crispy as I would like them to be, or if they're oven-roasted, they end up not as quite as crispy as I'd like them to be. And, Chris, your tip is... Zen. Zen. <laughs> it really is. It, you have to be patient. That's where people go wrong. I mean, everyone's trying to rush it. Right. She's right, too, about crowding the pan and getting it to steam instead of brown. And it really just takes that patience, putting yourself in that zen moment. And even my youngest chefs that I'm teaching right now, it's the hardest thing to do is to get them to put something in a pan and don't touch it. It just, it's like so human instinct. You're doing skillet in the oven, yeah, in other words, yeah. or, 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 or roasting or on pan. Top. It doesn't matter. It's just like there's this human instinct that as soon as you Moves get it in the pan, around. you got to start moving it around. Or too hot. Or throw it under the broiler and just, you know, really right. quick. Yeah. That's my and solution just, at the end. Just let it go. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough, Lori McNamara, for many recipes in the book, but especially the crazy delicious baked eggs with mm-hmm. spinach and garlic. We're all making that this weekend. Wow. And for Mother's Day, and for Father's Day, and for every Sunday. This would be my go-to thing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, bye, Lori. Lori McNamara, author of Simply Scratch. Okay, we continue with our celebration of brunch. Think about it as the way that we do. Uh All the time, (laughs) constantly. It's fun to go out to brunch. We encourage you to do that. But also to have brunch at home, you can kind of get away with murder. You can make anything you want. You can do no alcohol, low alcohol cocktails. Savory, sweet. So we're celebrating brunch because we think of it this way. The week is wild. The weekdays to know that you have something to look forward to is really fun. Yes, we want to be in the moment, but it's also fun holding the opposite views at the same time. It's fun to think. <laughs> and on Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to have those baked hollandaise. So we want to call your attention. Here's what we have online. A brown butter hollandaise that oh, poured heaven. on anything. Now, Chris created this. Cam Henning was on the show at the time. Yeah. He thought of this idea. It yep. is a blender-made brown so butter simple. hollandaise. It's stunning. And yep. we have that on the website, Foochmoose.org, okay? Yeah, like you always say, put it on a shoe. <laughs> put it on exactly. a shoe. <laughs> um, all right. I'm crazy about French toast. I love French toast. I find that I feel better eating low gluten or no gluten 
So this is tough because this recipe, this is from our friends at All Recipes, orange pecan French toast. Yeah. I really like oh, this yeah. recipe. It's hard to find good bread for gluten-free people. So we encourage you to use the one you like because really all the stuff in here, the brown sugar, the butter, the chopped pecans, grated orange zest, fresh orange juice, some ground cinnamon, vanilla extract, egg whites, and eggs that gives them a lift and makes your mm. French toast very light with this crunchy topping. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm. Maple syrup? Orange sure. If you want <laughs> orange pecan French toast, now I love for that your in the morning. Bread. Something sweet with a nice mimosa. That's just right there. <laughs> All right, so I'm that sold. that is um, we have the link to it on our site. Up right now at foochmoose.org. Okay, here we go. We've got one more recipe for the best ever quinoa chocolate cupcakes. Really? We link to Epicurious because really? our buddies. Quinoa is a a very high-protein grain, grain, super Uh grain. It's actually a grass. I love the flavor of it. And so I found this great recipe, which has unsweetened cocoa powder in it, and you make these cupcakes with quinoa in them. So you've got the... Yes, some gluten-free people cannot tolerate quinoa, but if you can, if you enjoy it, if you want some protein in your grass, (laughs) it is is good. How do you make quinoa like a flower? Well, you cook quinoa, and then you're using it cold. It softens up when you boil it. It's in the muffin and provides a kind of binder and Mm -hmm. texture. That's how it works. And yet it's light because you've got cocoa powder, cane sugar, some butter, vanilla, baking soda. So there's some lift to this thing. A little bit of salt. Simple. Best ever quinoa chocolate cupcakes. Mm. We have the link online at foochmoose.org. We want to talk with you on Facebook about something. We're going to have the egg challenge. Mm-hmm. We on wanna, Facebook, we want to hear from you. We want to find the best tasting local eggs. So we need your help telling us where to find these eggs. We're looking for eggs that are not necessarily fed. We want the kind that are out scratching and yeah, yeah, digging yeah. up leaf piles, eating <laughs> bugs and worms. And we're going to blind taste them. We're going to determine the best tasting one. And then we're going to tell you where it came from, yeah, what breed it was, it. Yeah. how it was fed. Okay, and we know yeah. that in the wintertime, it's hard for these chickens to scratch and get at things because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. the ground's frozen. Sure. So really, it's in the summer, and we are and getting there. that's when they're there. laying the eggs. Starting in the spring. Yeah. So we want to get this set in advance. If you enjoy eggs, you love them for all meals, uh, you and think cocktails. you have found great eggs at some farm or place, please tell us on Facebook. It's Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We're going to start a big conversation about this. And then if you are the egg farmer... You jump in there too and tell yep. us because yep. our team here, we're going to drive around and, and get these eggs. We're we going to get them from we're you. Coming. We want you <laughs> a dozen of eggs. Get them ready. And this doesn't have to be farm, right? It could be a backyard. Yep. Like I have oh, one yeah. right down the street where two kids raise some chickens and they have a little stand on the side of the road. And it's, I don't know, whatever. You have a can where you leave the money and you get a dozen eggs. We are on the ultimate yeah. Easter egg hunt. There you go. <laughs> so we're looking for that saffron-colored oh, yolk. Yeah, stands yeah, the tight in the pan. Oh, Beautiful oh, flavor where you just say, oh, yep. wow. So fresh, is... farm, fresh. And organic goes. helps, right? We, mm-hmm. Sure. You know, if possible. You know, we want to know what you feed the eggs if you were the farmers talking yeah. about this. and Because I guess it matters, although we were having a big talk about this. 
things can taste great and they aren't necessarily the most organic or the mo- the <laughs> yeah. healthiest profile. Yeah. We're going to find out though, aren't we? We're gonna, I think we're going to throw a grocery store egg. We're going to throw a grocery store egg and we'll even throw like a whole food expensive, fancy egg. Yeah, free range yeah. grocery store egg. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, this is so much fun. I cannot wait for this. And it's going to be a blind, blind, blind tasting. And you're going to cook them I'm going to cook a, them. No one's going to know. We're going to set yep. up like a dozen skillets yep. and we're going to start culling and everything. Yep. So if whether you're the farmer the home person who has the chickens or someone who buys the eggs and said these are the best eggs talk to us on facebook any directions go for it we yes and we're going to come and collect the eggs so (laughs) and we'll contact the farmer we don't have a big enough refrigerator (laughs) and we need we need that information we're going to be wearing chicken head dresses Actually, we're going to put a big chicken head on Alex's car, and that's going to be the chicken, chicken mobile. Chicken mobile. But we do need the information, right? Yeah. We need the type of chicken. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, the breed, right? The breed. Diet. How, diet. diet. How they were raised. Is it organic? Yep. You, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you can tell uh, us. Tell yeah. us. Well-treated If you're chickens. the yeah. person who just buys the eggs, where do you get them? And tell us what you like about them. Oh, maybe yeah. cost. Sure. Whatever you can tell us would yep. be so helpful on Facebook. Faith Middleton. Food schmooze. That's how we're listed on I'm Facebook. I'm excited about this. I am so excited. And then we're <laughs> going to tell you what is going on just yeah. before we start seeing the freshest eggs being yeah. sold as late spring arrives and the ground yeah. softens up. And we're going to start really getting the best eggs. So if any so, chickens are listing, right? Yeah. Yes. Scratch. Make your scratch. Just go ahead and heck away at the keyboard. It's me. It's me. <laughs> 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 Scratch and pack the keyboard. <laughs> That's what my emails look like, actually. <laughs> All right. Everything we've talked about for our brunch celebration is posted online, whether it is the actual recipe or the link to the site that carries the recipe that we love. We have Anthony DeSerio's very special Kier Royale with the world's best raspberry liqueur posted online. We try and make it as easy for you as possible at foodschmooze.org. Celebration of brunch mm-hmm. on the Food Schmooze. If you're just catching the end of the show, we have been through the best ever quinoa chocolate cupcakes, the orange pecan French toast, brunch pizza with store-bought dough, a jar of pizza sauce that you can freshen <laughs> up. And the best baked egg best I've baked ever eggs. had in my life. The best <laughs> baked eaten. eggs. Yes. It is one of the best recipes we have ever had in the history of the food schmooze. And let That's me tell you what book. she wrote in her header. After one bite, you'll be thinking about these baked eggs for days. <laughs> and she's right. I'm, oh, I'm still thinking about it's it. It's not days begun. yet. I'm going to send I'm, you a tag. Yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> thinking eggs. about the eggs. Alex, you? <laughs> On <That's>... Sunday. <laughs> so... I give you my recipe. I wanted to invent this thing that's been in my head for quite some time, a Greek salad omelet yeah. with all the suspects that make Greek salad great. I'm trying that. But made into an omelet with diced fresh avocado and oven-roasted cherry tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it's easy to do. So we've got that. We had Chris telling us how to do all these pizza toppings, including one that's like the bagel and, and whatever. <laughs> was like, English like, muffin. With, yeah. you know, oh <laughs> my God. This <laughs> is, I've had the best time on the show. I can't thank all of you enough. We want to hear from you on Facebook about the eggs. We're on WNPR Thursdays at 3, Saturdays at noon. 
Weekdays, listen for my 60-second food schmoozes. Join the conversation with us. We're always up for a good time online at foodschmooze.org. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm betting everything I got on you. Mama, I'm giving all my love to one baby. This is the place to enjoy the richness of life. Sharing our local and national discoveries with you makes me want to get up in the morning. The gang and I hope you'll come back soon and often.